Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Big time. We have a huge guest. I don't even I don't even know how how this is a big guest. Listen. It's gonna set it up, it's gonna be really sweet. When I no, I'm gonna get serious right now. Yeah, get serious. Cause this, this is gonna be good. All right. All right. When someone says, yo, you got homies? When someone says, yo, you got a brother? Someone says, yo, you got cousins, you got dads, you got mentors, you got uncles. Do they say it like that? I'm thinking <laughs> of only one guy in my head. Kaz Daddy. Kaz Daddy? What up? You already know. Yes, I do. Kaz Daddy in the house. That was a weird introduction. Sorry Nick about Kaznick. that. Nick Kaznick. We're out here on the unofficial podcast. <laughs> Selling December it. 3rd 2018 fucking december 2018 december is my month let me yeah. raise that up for you pronounce just for in case i got it wrong pronounce your name for me full name is mark kazanik most people have been calling me kaz as, uh, as of late really as of the past like 10 years yeah kaz kaz daddy whatever you want mayor mark they called me in college i like to be friendly and People thought I would. I should run for mayor. You are very friendly. <laughs> I'll be honest. Listen, um, this guy was like that. He was running the Pace University Marketing Association. Puma. Puma. <laughs> <laughs> I was this guy also... was the life of the party. Any party. I mean, it was. I say was like he. You know, rest in Mark. But he. <laughs> but is he just is that way? Like his birthday is like an event. When is your birthday, by the way? December sixth. Get out of here. Yeah. Woo! That's and three just, days away. Yeah, three days away. Just Happy threw birthday. my birthday party. Kaz party. Been doing mm -hmm. it four years in a row, and it's it's been a fun time bringing new friends, old friends, and lovers together to celebrate life and freedom. Oh, mm -hmm. I missed the party. You missed yeah, the party. Yeah, you missed the party. Damn it. Yeah. I wish you'd reminded me. He invited me, and I was like, I'll be there. And then, and then you I, weren't there. Yeah. And then you Sorry weren't about there. That. Did it go extremely late? Uh, not extremely, because most bars in LA, unfortunately, only go until about 2 a.m. So we got, we got the boot at 2. Damn it, I could have made it. <sighs> Yeah, but it was great. Packed rooftop, standard hotel downtown, and uh, I guess there was a line outside. You get a line, huh? Yeah, I well, I mean, for Kaznick, for Kaz Daddy, you of course there's a line. line. Oh no, there's always a line. But that Listen, didn't make this me guy, happy. this guy just, I mean, this guy's a uh, man who will just uh, go out of his way to create an event or a fun thing, just so everybody else can enjoy it. Now, can we get to the meat of the meat of the topic and find out what exactly it is you're doing? Nowadays, yeah, but give us also like a like, give us a little rundown, like uh, like how'd you get out to LA? How about that? Um, so me and the lovely Cooper Rivers, who's here hosting this lovely podcast, mm -hmm. River Daddy, River Daddy. <laughs> um, so I moved to New York City and went to Pace University downtown Manhattan. Cooper and I met through skateboarding, actually, which is a big big part of my life. Um, started skating. Yeah. Going to Brooklyn Banks, beautiful, infamous spot in uh, oh, yeah. uh, in Lower Manhattan, and became good friends. And then I, him and I decided to work together in a more professional capacity. And he was rapping, acting, doing stand-up comedy, just everything. everything. Doing it all. Let me tell you about airplane food. <laughs> oh, was that one of your jokes? No, not at all. I was going to say, I think I heard No, but Mark and I just spent so much time together and hanging out. We were best friends that, you know, he, he had a, he had that go-getter kind of mind. And I had that, like, you need that mentality when I was trying to pursue 
when anybody that does this stuff pursues that stuff if you're not go-getting you're not you're no <laughs> you're seriously, not getting you're, nothing. you're not gonna succeed not you can't yeah. succeed you can't half-ass success yeah. i i'm so not to cut you off but then you know there'll be some cutting off yeah so <laughs> i was i was doing the business thing studying marketing and management and all that stuff he was doing acting and crushing it and everybody knew him at school <laughs> and no. um we started just booking random different stuff small comedy shows small roles and uh, you know, different school projects. You were um, acting too, though. I was not acting. No, I was booking him for different things. Yeah, he went to school for on his behalf. Marketing. No. Yeah. Yeah. But you have this really great voice. Did you do anything? And no, voice acting? Nothing. Nothing. Maybe just funny ad libs at parties. Like, yeah, what up? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> you did a couple movie trailers at one point, didn't you? No. I, you, I thought you <laughs> Are did. you sure? I can you hear sure? you doing a movie trailer. I think you did a movie trailer or two or ten. Oh, I think I did that one. I was like, in a world. That's pretty good. <laughs> of milk and honey. <laughs> three gentlemen on a quest to conquer the world. <laughs> one, one ends up dead. No, Cooper, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that actually was from a real movie. It, it was. It it's low been. budget, but it I'm was, still trying to sell it. I like the milk and honey part. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, you're into marketing. Yeah. So yeah, we were doing the whole yeah. thing. We were watching Entourage at the time. It was the, it was the time of our life. We were like, this is our life. Hell yeah, dude! Like, I'm Ari or Ian, and we you're Vince. We can do it. And uh, I loved it. And it was cool. And then um, that was kind of like during the summer in college. And then I graduated and I worked at some boring marketing job in New York. Um, in Midtown and Cooper had then since moved out to LA to pursue his his acting career and his music career and he said it was awesome it was lovely and I always wanted to live in California for a portion of my life um, yeah do I, it while you're young exactly so you know I, I lived in Florida I was born and raised in Florida I lived in Cleveland Ohio for a while then moved to New York and thought all right another awesome metropolitan city with beautiful beaches and mountains and deserts uh, let's try that out um, and Cooper helped convince me and was like come out here it's perfect for you so i came out i uh started working in the entertainment world mm-hmm. um and Just plowed through like all of them yeah and yeah i got i got a first uh i flew out to la and slept on a couch for a week just interviewing at all the different agencies and management companies that i could got an offer on the spot from uta which almost made me cry because i was just like i, I had actually just gotten fired from my job in new york and it was super miserable my first job out of school Thought everything was going downhill. Then I took to, took a trip, uh, my birthright trip to Israel, which was very fun. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I skipped mine. Yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> man. I rode camels. I, I laid in the Dead the Sea. <laughs> you got to go. I think they're extending their, their age limit. Um, Ho- my- hopefully to 60. Hey. I'll go then. <laughs> or you can host one. You can lead uh, one. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I want to go to Israel. No? I, I, I mean, it, to me... I almost feel like I prefer at this time in my life not to go anywhere that would be almost a, a cultural challenge where I would see things I'm like just sort of annoyed by how things operate. Uh, I'm almost to that point here in my own country where I'm just, I mean, I don't want to use our president as an example, but things that to some, I'm just sort of over it. Yeah. You can use you know? it as an example. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, California is just so free and anything goes here. So. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, a, it was a slight culture shock when I was there, and there was actually an incident where we were at the Wailing Wall, which is a huge religious, you know, monument where Jews go to pray and, you know, give give blessings to the dead and whatnot, and uh, there was people on the other side of the wall 
who were throwing rocks over it at us and everybody started running and screaming and crying and it was crazy and then Yikes. the israeli army was shooting yeah none, uh, of, this, none of this entices side. me yeah it was it was nuts yeah. um that was during the uh the nothing whole... nothing make you feel more alive than that situation yeah. for real the and praying the rock throwing life. the military none of that i that but they're not asking but they're, they're not asking for that rock throwing i mean it's just crazy. what i'm it's saying is the religion war. too no offense yeah. i am well, we got way i mean it's not off topic no, it's not off topic. No, I you know now me. I'm getting sad. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so um, yeah, moved out to LA, did the agency thing, um, worked in music touring and representing uh, old classic rock acts like Rick Springfield, who did Jesse's Girl. Wow, and John. I think Hyatt. I know that song. <laughs> That's yeah. a good song. And the light. That was his one hit, right? Uh, yeah, he, had, he, had he had a few a couple. Others. He had a couple. Yeah, he was big. Can you he was name still one touring. more. No. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Jesse's cousin. That was a great song. <laughs> Jesse's cousin. Jesse's mom. So did that did that at UTA, moved over to ICM um, on, a, on, a, on a crazy day where my bosses came to me and they're like, don't say a word, don't make any facial expressions, come into our office, we're leaving the company today, and you have an hour to decide if you're coming with us, either meet us in the parking lot and drive away with us, or go back to your desk and we'll never talk wait, about this again. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Yeah. That, wait, yeah. you, this is the place that you got fired from? No, 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 no. no. these are the new agency. That he was work, he was he worked at the first one. Then he went to this one. So this was in L.A. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is in L.A. This is after he's gotten here and worked at one agency already. Left that, went to another one. And these guys says they say you walk in in the morning for your for your job. Everything's fine. Uh huh. And they say meet us in the parking lot. We're leaving the the company. Yeah, they say. Well, they say they bring me into their office. Let's and- play this out right now. All right, ready? Ready? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play this out with you. All right. All right. This is the door knock. That was. A- <laughs> Give me a door knock. Mine. Uh, no, I thought yours was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> perfect door knock. You can knock on the- Hey, Mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to let you... Oh, all right, thanks for this. My coffee right here. I just want to let you know uh, uh, we are leaving the company today. I don't want you to say anything to anybody. We're going to be leaving the company today, and we want you to come with us and keep working for us. So I just need you to decide by the end of the day if you're going to leave with us or not. Okay. Shit. So I have till the end of the day. Yep. Till the end of the day. No. And uh, it also, was immediate. Here's the uh, stack of papers. Uh, get that done today too, while you're coming up with this. Were they going? Uh, big uh, were they decision. going off to start a new company? They were going over to another agency. It they happens, were leaving to do another agency. Yeah, happens all the time. Agents okay, okay. move from different agencies yeah. and poach clients and poach agents and all this stuff. So yeah, they gave me an hour to decide, and I couldn't talk to anybody about it. But I was able to step away and call some some trusted friends and some family. Um, they offered me more money. I, I ended up being able to negotiate a little bit more money for me, which was, you know, great. I was like, great. They believe in me. They want to see me get promoted, all this other stuff, which they told me. And they brought me over to uh, another agency called ICM. Mm, and I was there for a little while. And then all of a sudden they bring me back into their office and they're like, hey, you're fired. <laughs> and I said, why? I've been doing so well and everything you've been needing to bring you guys over to this. And dealing with all this nonsense accounting bullshit. They're like, yeah, now that you've done that, we don't need you anymore. Right. And I was like, any anything I can learn from? They're like, no, the decision's been made. We don't even want to talk about it. And I was like, We don't is- want to talk yeah. about it. And wow. Of course you don't. It was such bullshit. I wasn't fired from the company, but I was fired from their desk, so that, that position. Um, and then I had a friend refer me at a much bigger and better agency called CAA and went over That's there. That's a big boy. Yeah, big boy. Interviewed over there for, uh, instead of music touring, but comedy touring. And took the took the uh, the desk for an awesome uh, 
nice hungry young Jewish man. Right. And had great clients. It was a great atmosphere. The mm-hmm. the comedy department was growing. That's and they a were, great department right there. Yeah, it was yeah. super fun. He loved it. Out of all, because we were living together yeah, break, at, at a on. lot of that time, and I could see that he was just happier. I don't know if we were living together when you went to CAA. I have more idols in the comedy yeah, department than bit, any other maybe. department. What's that? I said I have more idols in the comedy department than any oh, other yeah. department. Yeah, maybe well. Break. Music was cool too, but I felt like it was it was just so like they had big acts and it was very like commercial mm-hmm. and like big yeah it was just different. The comedy it's like you see a lot more like underground guys kind of make it and then like they'll end up on like sitcoms, but within the comedy world like their tours, their podcasts, their shows, they're just crushing it. Mm-hmm. Like and it's just and I feel like I mean comedy I think there's been no better time than right now for comedy for sure, especially because people fucking need it now can we fast forward a little bit and please tell us what are you doing yeah because that all stopped so left the agency game and now i am working at a little uh cannabis magazine called high times magazine the the flagship yep go to it is the publication most well recognized brand in cannabis it's been around since 1974 which uh, some of the first editions were actually promoting the use of cocaine and its health benefits. <laughs> wow. As well as mushrooms. Do you have those magazines? We, uh, you must we, have them on the we, walls there. We have, yeah, we have uh, some big, large printouts on the walls, and then we have the digital archives and the print archives, but it's all stored away. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. super yeah, that, cool, that, coveted stuff. That initial, uh, ep- um, um, what do you call it? Issue. Uh, it, issue mm-hmm. was a picture of a woman holding a mushroom. Yeah. Um, why, why a mushroom and not weed at the time? I think at that time, it you know, it started by this, this guy called uh, Tom Fursad, and he was just like a renegade revolutionary dude who was just, you know, smoking tons of weed, but also taking LSD and doing cocaine and doing mushrooms. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, he was just helping pave the way for all things drugs and, and counterculture. Um, I heard or read that that initial issue was actually sort of a joke. Based on on Playboy, was that is that true? They definitely uh, position themselves as almost like the the weed, the cannabis magazine of Playboy in a way, you know. Okay. And, and I talked to a lot of older folks who were there when it first the started. Playboy of cannabis, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, a lot of older folks who would be like, "Yeah, I would have Playboy and High Times under my bed," you know. That was that was. <laughs> it was. I felt like it was definitely that like that taboo kind of like bad boy. Mm-hmm. Sounds so old saying bad boy, but, but like, of, you know what I mean? Like that magazine, what you the paid, world like, was like at 1974, like well, the world in 1974 was a, a much simpler place. Right. But and then, there were no magazines. No. That but had you weed. had all of like the, the huge rock stars and the bands like Zeppelin and the Beatles that were like notorious for taking psychedelics and mm-hmm. weed. So you had that whole art artist you know, generation or, or the people within that generation, I feel like were the ones that, but the, I feel like they were experimenting more with like a lot of psychedelics, even maybe For more sure. than now because, but again, there was no internet. You were not getting no. any information about weed on television. No, you there just were no had to movies. be like, you had to like, no Todd. If there were movies, <laughs> it probably wasn't accurate information. You know what I mean? It yeah. was like, you used to like, oh, those guys in the, in the alleyway are smoking marijuana. Yeah, no, that's what I say. You yeah. go up to them and be like, hey, like, how do I get this? They're like, you got to go see Derek. Yeah. And, and then you shit stuff. find it. And even if someone was cool kind of, enough. That's like the adventure, I felt like. That, yeah. Like, that makes it even it's kind of so easily accept, yeah. uh, accessible now. And if somebody was cool enough to know the truth about weed, then 
they were in the minority. It wasn't like everyone was like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's fine. They're like you get like a hand, like one parent from a friend is like, it's not that big a deal. And you're like, what, what would you, what? Right. Oh, there was always that like cool mom or dad in, in high school that like didn't mind or was like, no, it's like, yeah. I'd rather them do it under my roof. Exactly. And stay that, home, and that stay was, safe. That was like, dude, let's go to Johnny's house. Like, I like we're all talking about a time we have, we weren't there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so, it's so funny though. But those are the times so when it was, it was, it was tough to find any literature on, on these things, on weed and on other, you know, just psychedelics etc so yeah. high times was the go-to place where people would go to and they loved it and there was tons of you know celebrities on it you know john lennon was on one of the covers yeah yeah Cher sure. was on one of the covers sure. and it just it just it resembles uh the movement forward so when you got the job at high times mm -hmm. was there a process of catching you up with the history was how did that unfold how did they teach you all the stuff that you didn't yet know yeah they uh so there's plenty of OGs who have been at high times for, you know, 20 plus years. So, you know, just chatting with those people and it's, and it wasn't like a, Hey, let me sit you down and give you this history. It was, you know, me being proactive and saying, okay, let me do my own research and look into it. And, you know, looking online, but also talking to these OGs who have been there for so long and they've, you know, were there for the first high times cannabis cup. And, you know, there when some of the, our, our events got raided by the police, and just hearing hearing from them, you know, learning about what the job's been like, what the what the culture's been like, what, what the, the history has been even before their time. Um, so kind of getting filled in through through that way and, and some of my own research. And then you learn something every time you go to a new Cannabis Cup. You know, I, I work yeah. all of the festivals, which which is an awesome part of my job. We How do. many festivals have you um, have you worked on for the Cannabis Cup? I've been to 10 this year. Jesus. And Jesus. You, and you were involved in, you know, kind of like running things and doing stuff for all 10. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was brought on to help with talent booking based on my relationships at all the agencies and, um, you know, being able to know who represents which clients and whatnot and just booking the music for our, our shows. So we have one uh, large main stage at each of the festivals and we book mostly hip hop. Some of some of the locations, depending on the market, right. will be some jam band. Um, we recently took over and partnered with Reggae on the River, which is a long-standing festival in Humboldt County. And that's been going on for 34 years, so we book all reggae for that. Um, so yeah, all things talent booking and festival, you know, producing the festival, entertainment elements, um, and doing a lot of this stuff. I, I wear a lot of different hats. It's a yeah. Despite what people think, a lot of people say we're some huge corporation, but it's a I've small, been there. Yeah, it's. it's we got an office in LA and an office in New York, and we probably have like thirty employees. So it's a small it's like a mom team, and pop big inside a really nice office. How does yeah. how does it That's differ between the offices in New York and the offices in Los Angeles as far as the legality? Because in New York, it's not as accepted here. As not at all. Here. Yeah, New York they have a smaller office. It's actually uh, shared with with several other companies. They cannot, um, you know bring product in like you can't really yeah. have it out there it's not acceptable you can't just step outside and smoke um our here, office here is like testing product people ask yeah. me yeah. will you ever go back to new york and i'm like not until they get their shit straight on weed yeah for you real. know it's a smelly city it's cold half the year and you can't smoke weed without worrying about it so no i'm not going back right. to new york yeah. yeah i mean we used to when we went to school in new york we would huddle up in alleyways and find rooftops where we could smoke in peace yeah i actually um after many many years ago was um at work in New York, and um, my buddy, we used to go out and smoke. We still did it, and a cop rolls up. We're on the street, mm. and he rolls up, but he rolls up in a cab. Like a cab comes up to us, door opens up, and a cop comes out. Mm. And we're Surprise. like, yeah, exactly. And we're like, we kind of put the shit away, and he comes over. He's like, hey, what's up? What do you got? And we're like, 
nothing. And was, he's he, like, was he in uniform? No, plain clothes. Plain clothes okay. cop. And how, you didn't know at this point that he was a cop, right? He was walking up to us, and I, we could tell. He just like, had that demeanor. He, the cab opened up, and he just like walked toward us. And we're like, far enough away we could put it away, but you could tell he was walking toward us. And it, you can tell when a cop is a cop sometimes. Yeah, Not every sure. time, but sometimes you know. It's in the cop. shoulders. Yeah, it's it's a posture <laughs> thing. It's a confidence thing. It's a yeah. And um, hey long, guys, <laughs> right? Long story short. Gentlemen? Long story short, he basically said, "Look, I can. It's Friday night." We can take you. We can take you guys into booking, and you'll be in jail for the weekend until the the judge comes in Monday morning. And we're like, "Oh, perfect." Yeah. What do you, uh, did you just stop to 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 scare us? Was that your whole point? Like you're riding around in a in a in a cab just to scare hey, quick, young sir, people stop on the right street, here, sir? Yeah. <laughs> he let us go. He got back in the cab and left. And we're like, "The fuck was that? What was the point of that?" Scare tactics. Yeah, so that's a part of the part of the culture. Probably because he yeah. knows he can't really do anything to you if you just have like a small little joint or something. I mean, I got I actually got caught smoking a one hitter in the subway, like waiting on the on the tracks, waiting for the subway, and two cops come up to me in uniform and they're like, "All right, you know, give us what you got. What, what, you know, what's that smell?" And I'm like, "Oh, what? Like, I don't know." And they're like, "Stop playing stupid." And I'm like, "Okay, fine." Like. And I just like made up this story. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm just going through a really tough time. Like my, my brother just got him into Finals. the hospital from, from the skateboarding accident. And, you know, I just moved from Ohio. Like I'm, I'm just bugging out a new, new territory for me. Like, I don't know. And I talked my way out of it and they just said, all right, you know, don't let it happen again. And, and, uh, they, they walked away. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's literally, same, it's a game to them. To same scenario in LA it's a power trip. would be yeah. like, same scenario in LA would be like, no, it's fine, sir. It's just, uh, you're smoking the wrong, you, you got indica <laughs> right there. What you might need is sativa. Oh, thank Have a great day, yeah, officer. Yeah. So it's not 5 PM yet. Yeah. Here's something I want to know. I don't really understand the difference between sativa and indica. Can you easy? You, yeah. Into couch. <laughs> Indica and is way more like you're mellow. You're you're da- you you're like you want to have indica when you're about to lie on the couch, watch Netflix, and do nothing. And that I feel like is the biggest common misconception about weed is that a lot of people were like, "I oh, smoke weed and you just get lazy and do nothing." And I understand the stereotype. I get it because there is that. A out lot of there. people are like that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But the uh, sativa, the different like, there's all these different kinds, and that's mostly sativa. Uh, that really are like uplifting and you want to be artistic and you want to do something, draw, like go out, exercise, run, take a run in the sun, skate, whatever, sure. surf, go to the ocean. So it's not like, you know, it's way different. It's like way down and then way up. It's okay. like, is like the general difference between the two. But I think of it as into couch. Yeah. Um, is that pretty accurate? I'm curious what your technical take on, on that. No, that, that is pretty accurate. Indica is supposed to be more of a, a, a stony body high, you know, leaving you just like very mellow, very relaxed, feeling heavy. So I like to smoke Indicas before bed, yeah. watch a show, hang out, fall asleep with ease. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really smoke too much during the day. I, I'm more of a night smoker after the end yeah, of the day. Same. But yeah, if I'm if, if it's on the weekend, then I'll, I'll go for more of uh, and I want to get out and do stuff and I'll, I'll opt for a sativa where I can still maintain functionality. It definitely still, you know, messes with my, uh, yeah, you're not like all there, but but like you're, you just have that like urge to do something Mm -hmm. or just kind of like be outside and not sit on a couch. And so there's, there's definitely a huge difference differences, the deeper differences where people are like, yeah, this is like blue diamond dragon. (laughs) And it's really good if you want to like make a sailboat. Like when they get like really like just super 
way too i, I just like can't. tweaky like no no project. no 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 where the person describing this specific strain is like this is a good one if you want to do like this weird specific thing and it just doesn't i get what they're like there's just so many different strains that have different hybrids and different sativas and indicas mixed in that they're like, you know, it's very confusing. It's overwhelming. Yeah, people get a little like, you know, over exaggerated. It's like sommeliers about. for wine. It's like, okay, yeah. you got, we got it. It's we all right. It. Now, yeah. and I, I like that aspect. In fact, I kind of feel like just, just like wine. There is half of it is completely legit, and the other half is poetic bullshit. Exactly, uh-huh. like which cement. Is awesome. I don't want something that tastes like cement when they're like fresh gravel and it has a little <laughs> cement. I'm like, okay, I get that that might be in there, but like that doesn't sell it to me. Right, like that doesn't make me, and it doesn't really like. I don't know. I'm eating like steak. I don't know cement. Like I don't know what that tastes like right now. You know, maybe <laughs> I don't. I don't follow it. To the T, to where I know the difference between exact certain strains. I can tell how I feel. I can tell what it tastes like here and there, but I don't know the exact terpene profiles. Right. Are, <laughs> like terpenes that. are the uh, aromatic and flavorful oils that are found in fruits and other plants, including marijuana and cannabis. So that's where people are really diving in and they're explaining the terpene profiles. And, you know, there's like limonene and other types of terpenes, which, um, make up the taste and smell and sometimes the feel of different cannabis strains. So all respect to these people who know so much about it. I can't keep up with it. I just don't. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't, I I don't think I'll remember the type of like fruit they extracted this thing from to give it that flavor. All I can tell them is like, Hey, I really like this. Yeah. And and it's their world. Just like you said with Psalms was just such a good reference because it's just like, or a good, you know, description of it. It's the same thing. Like, I love how passionate they are about it. And I know the things they're saying do make sense if I understood all of the things they're saying. Yeah. So it's. I know that High Times has grown over the last 45 years, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, obviously, ad revenue. I'm, I'm curious. I have to assume that with the Internet that the sales of the magazine itself have, have gone down. Is that true or is, no, we, you're booming? Better than ever. Um, I don't deal with the magazine sales. I know that uh, circulation has actually increased. I don't know if that is free circulation or paid circulation, but there's tons of new dispensaries who are requesting High Times magazines just to have in their shops. You know, they love the brand. They love being associated with it. Um, So you see it at skate shops. You see it at other places. It's iconic, period. Exactly. And we bring it to so many of our events, and and people are always asking for that in their their, VIP gift bags and things of that sort. So we're we're still printing a a ton. We're having them at our events. People are requesting them for their dispensaries or their offices or whatever else. So we give them away a lot as as gifts, and they're they're nice to have, you know, and and there's good information in there, just like going back to the you know, terpene profiles and whatnot. Like we explain all about terpenes. We explain right. the differences between indica and, and, and sativa. We explain what CBD is for all this new generation of, you know, elder patients who want to rub their knees or rub their back with a cool oh, CBD, CBD pain relieving so salve where it's not going to, it's not psychoactive and it doesn't affect their mind. So they can really look like they weren't medicating at all. Um, you know, when it's Thanksgiving dinner or right. Christmas uh, present opening time. And you you very generously brought us the August copy of this year, and yeah. it's beautiful. Um, I, I will say this. I, I do. I have a, an affinity for the look of buds. Yeah. And I, I did a little research, and it turns out, and you please correct me if I'm wrong, that the magazines do better 
when there are big buds on the cover. Yes, that is very true. What is, what is that all about? It's just, I think our audience is so, they're just huge cannabis enthusiasts. So they'd rather see a big, beautiful nug of gelato or cookies <laughs> than, so true though. than I love that. you know, than some actor's face or some rapper's face, you know? Right. It's a huge Which audience makes for a lot people. of sense, but yeah. you wouldn't think that. Right. You know, like you could see their face on Rolling Stone or Complex or whatever else. But High Times, they want to see these these beautiful naked buds right. like a centerfold that they Big can peel out and paste inch. on their wall. Right? Yeah. Now, this, I'm forced to ask this question now, knowing that. Has there ever been a cover where you're like, we fucked up? We, put, we, we lost like half of our revenue sales for the month or the th- whatever. I, I don't know how often they come out um, because you put somebody on there and it was just no one bought it um no i don't see that i don't see those numbers so i don't Probably know like rod stewart doing blow that one was like a little risky <laughs> no, i don't um I'm i sure mean there's this been... this year we ha- we recently had charlie sheen on our cover <laughs> uh, that probably sold out so I'm, I'm curious to see how how that one did but um yeah we've had snoop dogg Wiz khalifa i mean uh, those are uh, those incredibly are, appropriate people exactly to, yeah, yeah incredibly there be too many I, i'm sure there's some that do better than others but i don't i don't know if you, i mean actually with all the years it's been out maybe i'm sure down the line long time ago there was maybe one cover that got approved where it was like too risque but maybe it was good for them who knows yeah but i have a theory about the magazine i think that it's being purchased more i mean it could be given out free too but i think the circulation helps because how much more accessible marijuana is and all that cbd stuff now people see and and people who aren't necessarily have ever smoked or done anything maybe in their 40s or 50s straight edge but they need it really bad for their torn acl and they don't know anything about it that person might be like you know what i'm i what's a weed magazine and there's everybody will say high times yeah like that there's no compet huge competitor when it comes to the weed magazine right well there were there were is i guess they're not competitors but there's dope magazine never heard of them um awesome new magazine which is really focusing on the <laughs> i love that name yeah <laughs> it's it's perfect nah, yeah dope I, yeah i do know dope. that's great yeah, yeah so they're great um and so is culture magazine which high times recently um merged with them so now that's we're right. a whole empire and you know we we serve all the demographics now you know the the young stoner community or the old stoner community as well as the the elder community who just wants to learn how to cook with cannabis um, that's yeah that's mm. getting incredibly big yeah it's why huge. beat them when you can join them exactly so yeah, now we're a big family sense. and we do events together and you know we're gonna be doing uh the dope festivals in seattle and colorado so it'll be fun so it sounds like that's where the revenue is now in events yeah events is a Definitely. huge part of our revenue. so yeah. you, you go to coachella yeah you go to burning man Never been, but yeah. Where where does the money come from? How do you make money going to events? Ticket sales yeah. um, and sponsorships. So people rush to buy tickets for our festivals. Um, they they come because they want to. They know that there's going to be a huge village of all these different cannabis brands who are just, you know, depending on the market and the and the laws there, they're either selling or they're just showcasing or giving on a medical basis. Um, all these amazing products they're finding the best stuff whether it's flour or or tincture or oils or edibles or you name it they got it 
Um, so they know that they can come to a cannabis cup and just experience that really great atmosphere of other, you know, people who love weed, who want to smoke, who want to, you know, just be in peace and hang out all day. And then they get to stay and see some awesome A-list hip hop performers at the end of the night. So a lot of it is ticket sales. And then it's all those brands who pay to have a space at these festivals because we're, we're bringing thousands and thousands of, of new, you know, fans to their potential clients exactly too. potential customers yeah. and clients to even their... bigger buyers for stores and stuff will come see the product from the source themselves exactly and put in the orders and everything like i went to the cannabis cup at, in here in san bernardino your first one mm-hmm. i think and i got to i had the privilege to go and i actually took a friend we know uh our buddy ben and oh, cool. yeah and, and another uh, one of his buddies and we went and it was really cool it was <clears throat> it was wild to see like you think you're going to go there and you're like, yeah, I'm going to see so many different things that I have to like do with weed or like smoking or whatever. It's insane. They had it really is. like they had these they had. So they had bricks of it. Right. And you're so first you're like, wow, that's a lot of weed. But then they're taking it and they're putting it in this compressor and they're like pushing Why? it down and, and tarring it and turning it into straight THC oil which they then extract the oil. They have these gloves. This is like a science lab in the middle of this place. And I'm watching them extract the oil and they take that, all that oil out. They like freeze it. So it becomes like a a hard, like glass, like Uh texture. And then they break those glass off. And then, Right next to that area, they oh. take the glass and they go do dabs. Yeah, and they're that's, dabbing it. That's what a dab that's is. And dab. it's going. And then, See, so, I didn't know. but I'm you like, never I know. I hear dab all the time. I'm like, I have no fucking idea what that. And is. I thought it yeah. was so cool because I knew what dabbing was. I know, and, I, and I've done it once. It's just, I mean, it's just smoking weed a different way, but it like knocks you. It's like whoa. And uh, and I and I've seen other people do it or whatever, <laughs> but. But I, I was so amazed because where else would I ever see the like process from start to finish from it being, you know, pulled like the bud being pulled. Yeah, no, that was a doing fascinating that. and the machinery. Retailing. I mean, no one can just do that. You have to buy your you know wax or whatever. But the machinery they're using to do that, it was like that blew my mind. Yeah. Plus Tons the petting pressure zone. and heat to transform a, <sighs> a beautiful nug. Oh, into, that, was, that broke my heart with that. <laughs> I, know. I know you think I'm a flower but, but guy it was too. Yeah. but it was cool to see that that transformation for somebody who might not who wants it a different way you and have trust to me there's a big market for that you do sometimes yeah, there is true. a big market for that i, I get it that. huge get market it. and it's, it's exploding it's it insane is, for the dab community yeah the dab community is huge they love it it's just a it's a, a more shout out action bronson shout out sorry, action sorry. bronson He's okay big so, rapper dude. so yeah they turn <laughs> weed into shatter or rosin or what they call sauce diamonds all these more um intensified you know byproducts from taking the flour and and, and pressing it or, or mixing it in the myriad of different ways um is rosin the same as resin or is that just a different way to say it no it's <clears throat> totally different resin is, is is like the gunky buildup that happens on your bong after you smoke too many times and rosin is that that fresh oil that comes from pressing the nug oh yeah, yeah. So people were doing that all the time, and that, I mean, that's how you make uh, oil really cool. in your cartridges. That's how you get, you know, these diamonds and these little, you know, uh, clusters and 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 goos and hard, um, almost like rock candy type uh, products that you can smoke. And a lot of it gives you a much more clear high. 
um you know because you're not smoking so much like you're you you can uh, a little dab can be the same as smoking a full joint so that's why they call it a dab because you're not supposed to do very much exactly yeah take a tiny dab i I mean you can also look on instagram or you know whatever else i'll send you some huge i'll send you some videos yeah send me videos yeah i got you i got you it's nuts i'm also curious this again high times is for almost 45 years old Mm -hmm. and it started in a time where it wasn't acceptable um mainstream um culture to just smoke up talk about it whatever were there any instances throughout the history of of the business they were running around the magazine where they actually hit governmental problems or or like they almost got shut down anything anything that you know not off the top of my head in terms of the magazine i mean plenty of plenty of uh of events have been raided by the police you know and checking this different paperwork and whatnot um but yeah i mean the the founder was definitely it was he started off as an underground newspaper syndicate and running these magazines through his own printer and and getting them out into the world so there was really no legal distribution um until it became more acceptable so he started as a as a lark almost as a uh, partial joke a a playboy-esque magazine about weed Mm -hmm. and then it sounds like he became obsessed yeah, and really just dove in. really and dove people, in, and people received it so well. Yeah, exactly. He had people who loved it, and they drove him. That's the thing. Validation is fucking dangerous, man. <laughs> you crazy. can do some crazy shit when you get like a, a good response as far as a fan oh, base. Yeah. It's insane. Oh yeah. I just wanted to say, what I, did I you found, say? I just found this guy. <laughs> what you guys say? Yeah, another Instagram uh, okay. influencer. So I have a feeling he's going to do, like, it, it involves intense heat, right? You use, like, so you, like... Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's also an- another thing. So now, you know, yes, typically you take a blowtorch. Jesus Christ. And you heat up what's called the nail. It's just like a little glass uh, kind of cup where the dab will go into. So you heat up that little cup until it's burning red, and then you gently place the dab, you know, in and around it and immediately it just and it immediately just you know kind of oh yeah vaporizes right there that's insane so that's high heat but now people are doing cold dabs where it's it's still hot but it's just lower temp and that's supposed to give it you know uh more flavor and you can really taste the the profile in there so people are switching the place that i i was telling you about uh that i i pick up stuff at sometimes They, <laughs> well, I haven't done it, but when you, I'll, I'll they let you, you in they, there. Da- they give you a dab when you walk in. Yeah, like uh, like bitches. a free like happy hour dab. God damn, they dab man. you while you walk in. Yeah. Now I actually had something I wanted to ask all of us. Or not while you um, walk in when you're in there. Um, let's start with you, and then I'll answer, and then you can you can close the show. What close was, the show? No, no, no. On this question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when we're not I, done yet. What was the scenario? And we're at and thirty-eight minutes. We're when, chilling. We're not even close. Yeah. I've got eight questions. I still have not asked you. Um, <laughs> what do you guys uh, do? An hour? Yeah, yeah. Why don't yeah. you not worry about that, bro? Okay. <laughs> yeah, an hour is the format. That's the only format we have for the um, introduction. And then we do. So like the question more. is, when was the first time you smoked? Oh. Um, oh. First time I smoked, it was on. It was on Block Island. Had to think about it. <laughs> it was on Block Island, Rhode Island. Um, and how old was I? Like fourteen or fourteen. And my, I guess this counts. My brother was nervous for me. He didn't want me to try it, and Aww. he was and he was doing it on the beach. And I and I think he like shotgunned it to me, like. <laughs> 
Uh, through his, through his, not like sure. through, not through his mouth, but through That's his hands, fine. you know. Yeah, yeah like through his Brothers. hands. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Nothing wrong with doing a light, gentle kiss with your brother. <laughs> okay, it wasn't a kiss. First of all, <laughs> it was it was through his hands, through his hands. Only you don't get too weird, but you know, I, you know. If you, yeah. But anyway, um, so it was a bro shotgun on yeah, 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 the, on the beach, and I think that was the first time. <sighs> and what happened? How'd you, how'd you handle it? I don't know. Everybody's always like, oh, I don't, you don't get high your first time. I don't remember it now. I don't know. So, yeah, I was probably okay. high. I blocked out. <laughs> I don't I, know. I, no, I blocked okay. out. I blocked. Whoa. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't really remember specifically the, the night and how it went. I'm sure it went well. Uh, probably ate some You're food. 14, 15, of course. That's long. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Mm. Um, mm. I was, uh, again, I knew that whole thing. Like, oh, you don't get high the first time. And I, I was I was 25 years old. Um, I real late, late bloomer. And I, I remember my buddy said, he said, Oh, you're not going to get high the first time. I'm like, okay. So with the intent to get high the first time I smoked an entire joint myself, basically we were still passing them, but I really went for it. Power. Yeah. You're not going to tell me who gets high their first. (laughs) It worked. It worked. I'm sure it did because that's such a stupid myth because usually people, when they do it the first time, they're probably like, Oh my God, I'm going to try it. Yeah. They do very little. And then they're done and they're like, I'm not high. It's like, yeah, because you didn't really smoke. Yeah. They don't know. And a lot of people don't know how to inhale. Yeah. So it makes sense. So, and apparently your teeth levels aren't there. I always thought that silly. I was like, what, does the weed not activate until second time? <laughs> like, it's possible. I mean, I don't, I think some people do experience that. Yeah, I'm huh? sure. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. But I'm it is not. true. I mean, you have you, certain uh, receptors in your brain, uh, I think, have to be turned on by. They're like, hey, guys, she's up. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. That's... And you, Mark, what was your first time? My first time was in Chagrin Falls, Ohio, 15 years old, <laughs> in my friend's barn. <laughs> Mm, the barn yeah good old barn good old barn um and it was with with my brother my older brother andrew who's two and a half years older than me and his two friends <laughs> um and we smoked it out of a dirty little bowl and it smelled so weird it, 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 it it's crazy to smell weed before you smoke it you know it like smells that, so much better when you're not smoking it yeah it almost does like you can sure. really smell it when you're not smoking right. it exactly yeah but so they so i had smelt it and they obviously knew that i smelt it and they were like yeah you want to you want to try it and i was like all right yeah let's try this and there was you know nice relaxing couches in this barn and we uh we passed around a bowl and um i definitely felt you know a little lift i didn't feel anything crazy but it felt nice and it was cool to just kind of chill there and have my first time just like you know in a nice safe spot with some good friends and my brother and um I didn't get, you know, I didn't do it too much after that. And then I, I really started enjoying it with friends after school, uh, like senior year of high school. So when I was about 18. So how long? That was like a three year gap. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I, I probably had, you know, smoked every now and then here and there or whatever else. I think I was I, the same way. Because like the Block Island thing, I that's when I first tried it and that's when I did it ever. So then, and I was only out there for, you know, a few months out of the year. So then when I would go back to regular, like, where i was from i just wouldn't i don't know i would never do it like during high school and stuff until like 19 or 18 after that yeah so it just didn't it didn't work for you at that point that first yeah, time i just didn't. i don't know i just i just wasn't into it i wasn't like i had so much other stuff going on with like my life i guess just like in high school too like yeah. i was busy i did a lot of after school stuff like the idea of like getting high all the time i was or like smoking weed all the time or whatever it just didn't appeal to me i was hooked I smoke yeah. the next day. Yep. Yeah. But wait, 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 wait. So, hold on. To circle back to your to your first time, uh-huh. 
you said like, yeah, you, you got high, but like, what was that like the first time? And then just inhaling and chiefing a joint, a full joint. And it wasn't in one. Th- I mean, we were passing, but I was the one that was like, I really going at it. Yeah, I was aware of how much I was doing, and I clearly noticed that I had done three times as much as anyone else had because got it. You know, they knew it was my first time. They were fine with it. I really went for it. I remember my buddy. He gave me some M&Ms and he said, these are going to be the best M&Ms you've ever had. <laughs> and they were. Um, and they I remember were. we were standing in the kitchen and uh, another friend of ours was across the room. I was across the room in the kitchen. Thank you. And had a drink. You're welcome. And in the drink, there were some ice cubes. And I could hear the ice cubes from across the room like they were in my ear. When they're like <laughs> crickling, you know? Yeah, there was like in, the, in the water. Yeah. You drop them in like a glass of water and it's like. Yeah. And here's, and I'll add one more little anecdote that is the weirdest part, because this one I'm not so sure what it means, but I was looking in a mirror in his bathroom, and I remember thinking for the first time in a long time, this is going to sound weird, that I, <laughs> that I was adorable. <laughs> I love that. See? It, it, giving it, felt, you confidence. it really oh, it felt nice, because I don't think I had that kind of confidence at that time in my life. Um, and it, it almost, Hell yeah, love yourself. Yeah, it almost Hell made yeah. me feel like I used to feel when I was younger when I really was far cuter than I was when I was, you know, after puberty sure. and in my 20s. Um, but that was my first foray. Uh, I remember the next day I had either borrowed some from my friend or I had gotten some, but I literally was like wintertime in Maine outside like behind a bush like in the cold lighting a joint going like this is my thing now <laughs> this is me this how is, old, wait, wait, how old are you again i say i was 25 technically i was not yet 25 but because i count the womb but around i there. was 25 it was, was in like another month or two i was 25 oh that's wow nice. so that's, that's, a, that's like, a late start yeah it was a very late start late bloom. That's, that's probably good though because you're already like i mean by 25 you already got some responsibility it hadn't, it hadn't you've, been, you've, brains seen, developed. you've seen a little bit you've you know i wouldn't change a thing I, I've, yeah. I've been smoking every day since um and uh it's obviously a huge part of who i am i've become more mm. patient I've become more open-minded, less judgmental. Mm. Um, I think to some degree a little cooler. Um, yep. But yeah. Because all, all of those things make a person cool, less judgmental, all that you stuff. You could look at it that way. So Absolutely. I totally, I, 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 I back that, yeah, for yeah. sure. I back so, that. Yeah. I back that. And stuff. here we are, 2018, and it's fucking, it's mainstream. Isn't it crazy it's, it's going to be 2019 soon? Yes. Yeah. Because then I, I was thinking about that today, and then I was like, isn't that crazy that in the future it's, like 2020 is so close so close and to think like 2020 we'll be here a year from today being like 2020 is coming up it's it's nuts dude it is nuts i guess that's just we yeah you said right we're a year away yeah a year away from 2020 it's insane it's wild it really is and now it's great and now um i work with so many different people in cannabis and instead of being like hey let's grab drinks after work it's like hey let's grab a smoke after work and it's totally like cool yeah 8 p.m. Thursday. Let's do it. Yo, you do, know? yo, do you remember that bud tender from the other night? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And that's what they, like, that's what they call them. But like people I'm, at the I shops. Didn't, I didn't know. I don't. It's crazy. See, I don't. I don't go to shops. That's what you got to do, though. Do you still like get your stuff from some guy? Yes, I get my stuff from some guy. <laughs> There's so much weed in this town. Yeah. I know, you but like, you don't need to go to a store. Now, I'm not against stores. I love that their stores. They're really cool. Yeah, but, but what, I have but not. If they're still selling. Are they selling more than the stores? That's what I'm saying. Like, you can probably get it at an official store for a more affordable price. Uh, I don't think I could get it for a better price than I pay. 
Yeah, sometimes you, you got a guy. Yeah, sometimes you got a guy, and he hooks you up. Because it's like the graveyard of old sellers. They're like, please, man, stay with me. Mm-hmm. Like, don't go. Because so many people, I'm sure, have like left their. But that's the beautiful thing know. about weed is it's not like a, a real drug where like there's bad feelings or you try to make something happen or a deal goes bad. Like it's such a beautiful. It's a goddamn flower. And if someone says they don't want it, they're down. Like, oh, it's okay, no problem. I'll just go yeah. over here and I'll, you know. That's the amazing Bye-bye. progression of it. Like, okay. I'm watching the new season of Narcos, Mexico. Oh. And it's all about the cartel shipping just copious amounts of marijuana. And it's this guy who grows. So nerve wracking. It's this guy who grows these plants and they're not, uh, they're cross uh, pollinated. They're not, or they're not like cross breeds or whatever. And it's like the first time they can condense it. It's like this new thing. I'm probably butchering it, but. It's so wild because on that scale and that level, how illegal it is, or like back then what they were doing and shipping it and doing all this stuff and smuggling it, that's like, that was like the president, like people, you know, top priority to get down. So to think the fact that it's progressed this much is kind of like insane. Mm-hmm. It's a billion dollars. It's kind of just like hitting me now. Industry. It's hitting yes. me now, like more than ever, just thinking about it because you don't really think about that every day. But yeah, it's just insane. Like the war on drugs, weed was like still at the forefront. Like that was a thing people talked about or like, it's Saul, crazy. Saul came up to me the other day. Did you watch old interviews? Like I'm sick of this marijuana. It's killing our children. It's ruining life. It's like, whoa, what? It's nuts. I am a product of the eighties. I, I, one of the reasons I smoked so late, it wasn't because uh, I was that against it, but I was a product of just say no. And they lump all that shit together, crack, yeah. cocaine, meth, and weed, all together. Say no to all of it. Like, that's not how the world operates. Yeah. You say no to these three, if that's your thing, and you say yes to this one because it's a fucking plant. Yeah. And it's the only you one. You don't even have to say yes or no to it. You can you can say whatever you want to it. No, yes to it, whatever. But it doesn't need to be in that same category of things. It was, right. it's like, a mis- handguns yeah. should be in that category. Yes. Like, weapons should be in that category. Eh, violence. Like, I don't want crack Violence, I'll, I'll say yes. Yeah. But guns, I mean... They're a tool. It's like, listen, man. I don't blame blame the guns. Blame the the people. No, but we don't want, I don't even want to get on that topic. (laughs) Well, there's, there's more than, there's more than two sides to it. Yeah, of course. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I hear it too. Loud and clear. clear. I'm against violence for the record, but guns are a tool. I don't want to, like to some people, they, they're a necessity. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't want to. I haven't hung any pictures lately with a, with a fucking rifle. Well, that's not what you do with a rifle. (laughs) I know, but I'm saying like a tool for who like need to get dinner tonight. Yes. Some people are hunting. Yes. Some people are hunting their dinner with a gun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I would enjoy hunting. I think that would be cool and enjoy a full animal that I've killed. It's tough to be like, I'm against guns, but like all of the technology is fine. Like it's a te- it's a technological thing. Like in itself, it's it's harmless. Utilized the wrong way, like anything else. Yes, of course, it's terrible. I just want to make that clear. No, it's I tough got for me you. to generalize. Yeah, yeah. So I understand your yeah. point of view. I just think like if anybody can get a, or if like people can go through the, um, if people can get a gun. There's just so many people that are out there getting guns that aren't going hunting. Of right. course, no, that's, that's a whole that's different story. Oh, I mean, yeah. they are. I'm sorry, they are just for people. Right. And exactly. it's just and 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 like, well, I didn't, yeah. but like kids going like the videos of kids going and being like, oh yeah, I need um uh, some more bullets too, and the guy's like, yeah, for sure, man. It's like, 
there should be a little more attention to that. There's a chasm of information <laughs> yeah. in this subject that we chasm. Yeah, it yeah. would. We would just. We would chasm. Well, here yeah. we go. Tuck it in, guys. We're gonna have six hours. No, I'm just kidding. But back to things you say yes to cannabis, right? Yep. And the progression of it. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's even wild. If for for it's me, wild. what's really special for me is that right now we can only do events on state fairgrounds, but come January 2019 in mm. California, we can do it on any any venue. Really? Any plot of land. Is this an exclusive? This is exclusive. <laughs> it, is, it is to is me. This, is this I'm breaking this. news? This is breaking news. All right, you heard yeah. it here. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Just so, saying. just like last year when it became recreational, January first. Uh huh. This January first, it's now a. All of all spaces are available. Right. As long as you know, you still have to get the right permits, but any venue will be able to get a permit. So it's all about make finding venues that are okay with it, that are down for cannabis consumption, for legal recreational consumption and sales, getting them on board, and then both of us working together to get the local city's approval. And we work with the police station, the fire department, you know, traffic control, all these things to make, you know, great, successful events. So it's just gonna be easier in January. We can do it on you know, any plot of land, casinos, theaters, parking lots, arenas, whatever else. Um, so it's super exciting. And yeah, Michigan awesome. just went from medical to recreational. Um, I think it was Omaha that that is now medicinally legal. So hey, shout out three eleven. Yeah, right? things are things are progressing at a quick rate, and it's great. And you know, even uh, Canadian uh, cannabis oh, companies fully are fully legal. Dude. Canada is fully legal. Fully legal. Yeah, and the companies that are that are. Uh, coming out of Canada are popping off and there's huge big consumer packaged goods companies that are getting into the cannabis world and it might mm -hmm. be CBD beverages or it might be so, yeah I got know. a couple Canadian weed stocks yeah nice yeah Kronos group canopy growth was doing was doing really nice it went down a lot but canopy growth is doing really well yeah same with Kronos group popped off today yeah but that's but that's the thing they're they're all kind of volatile it's of like course. you know they're gonna go up they're gonna go down they go, which is understandable with all these laws and things changing so the idea is like you know in 50 years from now and speaking and that's of that, long-term investing no. what's happening next year January 1st what's the next big thing well Oh, it should. It might be happening. It should be happening before uh, January, but let's just say this time frame. But High Times is actually going public. I thought they already crazy. did. No, going. We we are accepting uh, investments now through a Regulation A, which is a new finance um, kind of procedure where you it's essentially crowdfunding, and it, you don't have to be an institutional investor or an accredited investor or anything of these of these sorts. It can be any. You know, mom and pop or us, you know, right here who you can go to hightimesinvestor.com and put in your credit or debit card and invest as little as $99 for $11 a share. Opening at 11. Guys. Opening at 11. Wow. Straight opportunity. I just literally, in the amount of time that you just explained how to do it, I just invested on my phone. No, you and, did not. Yeah, and I'm... I, and I am... I'm getting, I'm getting what, a hoodie. What a time we live what in. What a time. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's that easy. It it's, is. It's insane. To get involved it, in something that I'm sure a lot of people, you know, The world is not as romantic as it once was, man. Things nah. are so high speed and technical. So high speed. There's, just some, there's yeah. a thing that's missing. Expectations are very high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's really exciting. And I'm no financial uh, advisor, but I think it's going to be exciting. And we're doing really cool things. And, and the world is doing really cool things by finally accepting this and allowing more ways to uh, keep cannabis involved 
in life and entertainment and shopping and all things that bring in uh, more money for the economy. I think you're answering a question that I have, and I could have read this wrong. I might this might not be true, but was there recently thirty million dollars invested into the development of of changing High Times business profile? Did I hear that correctly? Thirty million dollars invested into changing High Times into yeah developing whatever whatever it is you're talking about with these new products and new avenues. Is did I is that true or is that bullshit? Well, I don't know if you're referring to the. I mean, right now we have over 15,000 investors who are already invested in high times waiting for it to go public. So I don't know if- Could that if, be it? Uh, that could be what you're referring okay. to. I don't know if that amounts to 30 million. It could be more, it could be less. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, there's tons of companies and, and the president of Mexico is, is a large investor for us who has high hopes and high belief in, in the and ventures high of times. high times. Yeah. yeah. So- but I'm not. I'm not quite sure what and I don't, what you and, read about. Right, my information is quite minimal. Yeah, but who knows? It could be something. I mean, it's hard to keep up with all this stuff, and I don't work um, on all things, you know, investments for for high times. But uh, yeah, there's definitely a big excitement around it, and we're breaking records with this amount of individual investors prior prior to going public. Yeah, at, it's really know, 15, cool. Fifteen thousand last time I checked is. How is this affecting the pharmaceutical industry? Like, is this benefiting them in a lot of ways? Or, or I doubt it. I doubt it's benefiting. The I was gonna say even not just like buds and everything, or like you know smoking pot and weird hipsters or whatever. When people do associate it with that, but I see this stuff in Erwan and Whole Foods, all the CBD oils. Right. I, that's all there, and that's something extracted from from the plant, from weed, from marijuana. Mm -hmm. So it's crazy to see all these people who are now using it as alternative medicine. For bad hips, bad knees, bad backs, a lot of people have that, and a lot of people have arthritis, and then uh, uh, the strokes that it's helping for children. Mm -hmm. uh, Parkinson. Uh, shout out, uh, fighter and the kid, uh, Brennan Shaw. His son, he talks about his son had strokes, a lot of strokes, I, I believe, in his, and he got the CBD um, drops for his son, and since he's been using them, his son doesn't have strokes. Wow. And that's and and you know that's something I hear when I listen to these, you know, these interviews or whatever podcasts about when they hop on that topic and it's it's kind of that's what makes me really like happy and really appreciate, you know, the people that put in the time and dedicate their lives to figuring out how to do that with it. And mm -hmm. cuz that obviously took Pete a lot Davidson. of work. Yeah. yeah, from SNL. Yeah, did an interview, I think, with you guys. Yeah, he did, about his Crohn's yeah. disease about and how Crohn's. it helps him just live everyday life. Yeah, that it allows him to do, yeah. That's he couldn't really, function really cool without dude. pain without it. Right. You can also Google, like, uh, there's a gentleman with Parkinson's who smokes, and it's like 15 minutes later, he's he's not shaking. He, his symptoms yeah. are, it, that's he's just thing, relaxing. Man. It's he, like, he has an appetite, he's still, and it works great. And my, I mean, I'm in my personal life, my girlfriend's father is is not doing well. Um, has lung issues, can barely stand and walk, and he uses pills that help his appetite and help his sleep, you know, and it yeah. helps tremendously. And he's so much easier to handle because he's an old grumpy man. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you what, quick story. Uh, when I was in when I was in high school, uh, when my so my father was sick. He was he was very sick. He was very ill, and he couldn't uh he couldn't eat anything he was going through chemotherapy for uh, esophageal cancer and he could not eat anything and he was drinking those insurers but didn't like them and nothing was working so i remember going to the doctor's appointment with him and the doctor said to me and this is probably you know 2000 and 
2006, 2007, maybe 2007. And he said to me, you know, hey, like, I know you're whatever year you're in or whatever, but, you know, I don't know if you know anybody with weed or if anybody has weed, but it might be a good idea to just have your dad try a little bit just to help him try to, like, you know, get his appetite back. Doctor, the doctor said, the doctor said that to me. And it was like, so it was at a time where, I mean, it was, it was still illegal. Kids were getting arrested for my high school, you know, like getting caught with weed or whatever. It was, so that was why he was so under the radar about it. Very under the radar about it. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, he, um, so he said that and I was like, okay, that's interesting. Well, I'm going to, you know, try and, and do this. So I did it. And I remember like rolling a joint and then I, I asked my dad, I was like, Hey, like, I think this will help you. Like, not just trying to smoke with you. I just think this will be really, you know, good. I won't even smoke, but here, like, just do this. And and I knew my dad smoked when he was growing up. Like the bands he was in the pictures I've seen. I'm like, I'm sure he was like, oh, <laughs> and 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 he smoked. And we uh, sat up all night watching movies, eating food, laughing. And he was eating, and he felt great. Wow. And it was like the first time I'd see him eat like solid foods and like loving it in so long. A miracle. So to see that stuff, especially at that time, that, that right there was when I became completely like, if somebody would ever, would, anytime to me was like, it's so bad. Like, it's right. so bad. That was like my, now, now I was like, okay, I'm going to fight for this. If that situation ever comes up that I've seen it, you know, work. Did you address it with the, when someone would say that? Did you say, Hey, you know what? Oh, I, yeah, I've told that story before for sure because I was just so happy how how much it made him happy and it also made him eat and, like, help right. his treatment. And the fact that it wasn't, like, a prescription bottle of pills that he had other problems now after that from, you know what I mean? Like, it was just a it – was, it was me seeing the alternative medicine really work. And that's when I was like, this should be medicinal. Like, right. that was during the whole time where it was like – like can they make it a medicinal? I think California was medicinal at that time. So, and that was probably the only state in the United States. I'm sure at that time, maybe I could be butchering that, but Connecticut for sure was not. Okay. And, um, so yeah, I think it was just really wild to see that in person and kind of just get that. It plus it was an awesome night. I love that story. (laughs) It was was great. It was really cool. And it really made me happy. And I, yeah, that, I mean that right there, outside of people being jailed for fucking possession of weed mm. is the most important aspect. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a waste of money on these people. That's I remember crazy. I watched, I don't know if it was vice, but, uh, um, Nick Heiss, um, Denver relief, a collective, uh, in Colorado, Denver, I, I don't know, uh, something, um, literally was talking to an interviewer and he started, he literally started to cry when he started talking about his his close friend's kid who had autism and the fact that he couldn't get weed easily because the government wouldn't even let people study it to see what his medicinal properties were, let alone having it be legal to help people. And he, he was in an interview. He was a grown man. He started fucking crying. I'm like, to hear someone say, like, oh, weed's a drug, it's bad, it can get you, it can get you really fucking irate, like yeah. instantly because you know the truth. It's incredibly frustrating. Yeah, it is. It can be. And... I, yeah, I feel like I get upset, but now I'm just trying. I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm I'm starting to realize, you know, I shouldn't be upset at this person because it's probably just, like, their environment or right. where, you know what I mean? Like, what they've been maybe told. And I'm like, how can I not argue with them and get mad at them and think and be like, you're wrong? And how can I get them to change their mind? Yeah. You have to approach them in the right way instead of, no, you're not. You're not right. Yeah, like, just, just give them the facts. 
I love being angry with people for being stupid. Love it. Love but it. with age comes wisdom, and it's often hard to get mad with people when it's not yeah. their fault. Right. I'm starting to feel it's that. It's also maturity. It's knowing that getting mad at somebody and trying to yell at them isn't going to nowhere. Isn't gonna make them feel like, wow, I sh- now I should change my mind. They ain't going right. exactly. you know? exactly. to listen to you. Right. <laughs> you know, unless exactly. it's somebody that you act like your boss or somebody that you really do need to listen to and they can yell at you and you got to listen and change, then yeah. that doesn't help, especially with this, with the way that, you know, Elder people might look at a younger person and be like, no, I, I know more than you. I don't care what you think or what the days right. and times are right now. You right. know, this is how I was raised and this is what my family was brought up like. And that's that. Yeah. The level of confidence of young people who know nothing is astounding. That's I mean, true. I was I was one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now it's ridiculous because you'll be like, oh, really? Is that true? And then they'll just look it up right after on their phone. Right. Just be like, I'm fact checking you. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? Whoa. <laughs> it's crazy. But it's great. It's a great time to be alive. Yeah. And I, I get blessed with so many awesome products from great brands, old and new, who are just coming up with really cool quality products that I I don't mind whipping out at parties or whipping out. I even smoked for the first time ever with my aunt recently when I went back home to Ohio. Wow. Mm. Smoked with an aunt that I would have never spoken to about cannabis in <laughs> any way. To before. No, spoken to about cannabis <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. And you know, I'm slowly, you know, slowly tell family members or whatever what high times is or what, that I work there. Yeah. And um, had she been cool the whole time, or did she just get on board now with weed? The aunt. Um, she she was she tried it back in the day, but she never really knew much about her. Okay, it. wasn't her thing. At least that's what she told me. You know, sometimes they want to keep that to themselves. That's true. But that's what she said, and uh, we had a great time. And it was in front of her, her husband and her son. Um, so my cousin and uncle. And they didn't smoke, and they kind of just, like, chaperoned. And I was like, listen, I don't want to smoke a lot. I want to just – I'm going to roll a little joint. We'll smoke a tiny bit, and then you can sit and relax, and you'll see how you feel in 20 minutes. And if you want more, you can smoke more then. And if you don't, then you don't. And well, let's have a glass of water next to us and hit it slow. This is how you inhale, yada, yada, yada. And we did it, and she had the best time of her life. I left her with a couple more joints, and she was ecstatic about it. And um, I'll probably bring her more next time I go back. It's a great story. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's always awesome. it's always nice to hear of anybody growing in in any capacity. Like when I when I think of just myself smoking at at my at the age that I did, I have I have I have I have pride in the fact that I went from something that I judged harshly for over half my life that I literally could be wrong, and 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 change that view. And then literally end up really loving that thing that I thought I understood and was completely wrong about. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you literally ha- you feel like a like a better person. Like, oh shit, I can still learn things and, right. and not take myself too fucking seriously. And then you stop. And, and weed helps a lot. Like I said, judging other people as harshly because that's I mean, yeah, making jokes and we all make jokes. Jokes aren't nice. They're usually it's called punchline. It's not like you know massage your back line. Like it's it's supposed <laughs> to be punchy. You know what I mean? So jokes are often mean right and that's what makes them funny often people laugh at insults right and I so love busting chops exactly know? so to so some degree fun. you yeah. have to be a little that's cool. what you do it with your homies like yeah, there's exactly. nothing you know there's no and if you can present an insult in a nice fluffy way then it, yeah, if it makes them laugh brilliant. it's brilliant yeah, it's it's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah you know but anyway this has been oh, that's where yeah. that's where that's where um the ability to do uh offbeat or uh, racist humor <laughs> comes into play because if you if the joke is good and it comes from a good place it's not racist Mm. that's really the benchmark um i actually wanted to ask you um high times aside like you said many 
uh, people on the, on the cover. Yeah. Who's been on the cover the most over the last 45 years? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know if anybody's been on there twice. I don't know if anybody has, yeah, has anybody appeared multiple times? I don't know. I, I assume. Should we look it up? Do we have time? Yeah. Well, you pull that sucker up. We could probably definitely identify some, uh, identify some strains that have been on there more right? than once. How yeah, long, I was going to say like, uh, yeah, Purple Haze, I think. Yeah. <laughs> How long do you think before a, 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 a rolled cannabis uh, cigarette-shaped pack of weed is like in the, in the, in the, at the gas station? Oh, at the gas station. Um, I mean, first off, those are already made. There's tons of pre-roll, pre-roll packs. Some that looks like cigarettes. Some that look like huge cones wrapped in oil and keef. They call them tarantulas. That's nice. But uh, man, in gas stations, I mean, we're recreationally legal here in California. So if we're talking California, I mean, who knows? 2019, 2020. Wow. Well, I'm looking at some wild you know? covers right here. <laughs> Yeah, it all started with Cypress Hill '91. Oh, uh, we do. We, yeah, we do a bunch of Cypress Hill. Um, let me I'm um, I, up a little bit. Red, I asked Red my, Man. I told my nephew you were coming on the show, and I said if you have a question for Mark, like, let me know. Yeah. And he uh, he wanted to know uh, two things. One, <laughs> what is like the biggest kick-ass, most like in your face, knock you on your ass strain of all time? Knock you out. I got one. Is it cheese? No. <laughs> cheese knocked me I'm out. I'm going to go with Northern Lights. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's a pretty hard to get, like, wild. Indica. Yeah. Northern Lights. I think I used to get that back in Ohio. We got it from, like, Canada or something. I always got weed Probably. in Ohio from Canada. Sure. Which is great. Um, I mean, I've been really enjoying Forbidden Fruit lately. That's what, which it's, called. Is, That's what it's called? Which is, yeah, which is extreme. Don't talk. It's so <laughs> forbidden. But it's so delicious, it's so fruity, and I always just get so nicely stoned and just feel so good. <sighs> but man, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think of any other strains that have really knocked me out. I mean, I'm, I'm curious, what did you bring us tonight? Uh, I brought some, some Hazy Haze. Can we try that? We can try that. I brought some cookies. I recently did a tour of the Cookies Are Melrose me? dispensary. Um, so wow. I, got some, I got some cookies. And that actually has some see some rando weed from from Trick Trick. Get out of here! I don't know what type of strain it is or what, but there's see, a this guy brings get. He's supposed to get the gifts. We got his favorite vitamin water, or at least tried. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> I tried. I got the wrong one. Yeah. It smells nice. Favorite vitamin said water. Said tropical on it. it That's said what you told tropical. me. I got a high times grinder. I, I'll be honest with you. Oh, no way! That just stay here. We got the good that stuff. stays here. In the, that in does the not studio. stay here. Oh no, Mark's <laughs> taking that. Oh, I thought. I thought you oh no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Santa came to town. I got uh, my boys, um, Deadhead OG for all the jam band Deadhead uh, uh, lovers out there from Remedy, which is a Vegas mm. dispenser. I did a tour through there recently. Amazing, cool, cool uh, shop out there. Um, you can see Dead and Company now. That's beautiful. I don't know. I got a bunch of stuff. It's all good stuff. More Remedy. What is this? Cadillac Purple. So. Um, with all of these amazing things you brought, I leads me to <laughs> Mary Poppins over here. My nephew's uh, second just a spoonful <laughs> <laughs> leads to my nephew's second question, which is, uh, Mark Kazanick, are you currently the highest man in the world? No, I never am. I like to. <laughs> how old is your? How old is this? Uh, twenty. Twenty. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah, I would. I I play it pretty pretty mellow. I I smoke. 
half a joint a night, you know, yeah. on the regular. And then I say you're the hash cot, though, of high times. Hash cot? The mascot of weed. Oh. Um, you were just coming up with the things today. I wrote that down earlier. I definitely do a lot of. Uh, I can see you pacing. Brand <laughs> brand facing stuff for us. I mean, I, I also host the award show at our festival, so that's fun. I'm up on stage. Oh, doing, that's great. That's the thing. Because he's like personable. Thing. He's entertaining. He's that go getter. He's that mayor. He's, and I love just, rocking the high times. You know, swag. It's yeah, a, I'm waiting. I'm still waiting on my. I, I can't. I can't wait to see the offices at some point. Yeah, yeah, come through the office. It. Yeah, it's great. Coop said before we uh, before we started the the show, like you're gonna be out of town, and Mark's gonna come in and guest host with me. Yeah, yeah. I don't do know that. when that will be. Yeah, but, soon, you know, soon. <laughs> we don't need I, him. Yeah, we don't need. <laughs> I don't know. We'll get we'll I, get an amazing guest. You won't. You'll just take some time. I'll probably find the technology to just do it from wherever I am because I don't leave you guys hanging. Actually, this would be really great. We do our 420 live streams every day. What? Where on Instagram live, we, no way. yeah, we, we, on Instagram uh, live, yeah, we go, we Should go do live. it during a podcast. We would, we would love that. We only do it for like 15, 20 minutes. So we, it would be short, but it's, it's great. We go on, we usually bring guests into the office or we go to some other location. We hang out, we smoke good weed, we shout out, you know, brands that are providing us with awesome stuff. And we talk about their careers and how cannabis plays a role in it. And, you know, some of the first times that they ever experienced high times, whether it's through the magazine or through the cannabis cup festivals or, what it is and you know they, they got a nice little spotlight to promote their their projects their products or whatever that's amazing so it's fun we would love we would love to do that yeah we should do that we can do that yeah oh awesome yeah, he's talking we, about we us coming on that show i didn't know yeah, yeah bro. we should have you guys on the show talk well, we about get your, get your head out of the northern lights hey <laughs> out <laughs> hazy, of the cadillac park hey, hazy haze but yeah if we can if we can hang out in this beautiful studio smoke you guys can absolutely come here we'll plan it for four ten and then 10 minutes in we'll hit 420 yeah exactly <laughs> you should you know what we Incredible should math. we should do we should do at least a couple of shows a week and you should come on once a month <laughs> yeah we could do that I know you're a busy guy. I know he, we might be like, yo, Mark, is that too ambitious? I Mark, just like where are you, around. dude? You have a show coming up. You'll be like, I'm in Amsterdam. I'm man. in Amsterdam, dude. I'm, I'm at the Cup. You know, I'm in we Brussels. Can, we can do a show from Amsterdam. We did Japan with, this year. With Coop's technology, we can do it from wherever we need to. Oh, yeah, no. The relationship is strong. And we will, and we will, we will definitely. We're going to find more times. Yeah, absolutely. More times, high times. Yeah. Yes, this was incredibly fun. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited for the 420 live. That'll be really fun to get involved in that and do one with you. Yeah, tomorrow. well, I know this podcast is not going to come out today, but um, you guys will have to tune it's out in now. tomorrow. It's this live. This is live. Okay, cool. <laughs> We're doing a cool tour uh, with show products or Dab Nation. Oh, cool. And uh, that's going back to the the presses that you you've seen. Um, they make some of those where they have awesome machinery that makes quality product. That's great. We're yeah. definitely going to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um. Awesome. Well, and Mark, then we'll go to you. the Cannabis Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll go to the Cannabis yeah. Cup. I guess I've been to that. And you, you, you we will go. I, I want to go. And um, but yeah, Mark, I want to thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you're crushing it every day. Actually, the office is pretty close to where our studio is. Hey, man, I was impressed because I knew I was excited. And when Mark walked in, he was visibly excited, which you can't fake like wanting to do something so yeah, yeah. really appreciate it i was excited for this yeah. i was uh honored to be invited on yeah. well, we loved it i'm happy with what you're doing and i'm happy you're happy <laughs> because really like you know you could take away all the companies all the stupid stuff like you're just my boy boy so i'm uh yeah i'm stoked that you're killing it um yeah i guess congrats man one more Thanks, thing we gotta awesome. do is uh 
Yo, it's the C. Oh, what up? Double O-P. I'm chilling on the beat in the streets of NYC. You know me. We the best. Homeboy. And Fuck the, the rest. And then I come in with like and a... People always... When they show tune ask, hey, <laughs> y'all already know yo, it's the m dot k-a-z my flow is so crispy like kfc and if you stay with me then you, you may see. see that me and coop d double op about to slay these bitches <laughs> <laughs> that was finger, that was finger looking good guys uh, shout out shout out new york city college in 2010 for real just shout that Those out are the days. yeah that we, we used to rap a lot together i love a good freestyle session Nothing. Oh, we got to do a freestyle session next time. You're oh, yeah, we got to yeah. do a freestyle we'll session. We'll get the beats Toast going. We'll get the freestyles. Mm-hmm. It will be my entry level class to being able to follow in your footsteps as a as a a, a Jewish rapper. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Shout out Modest Yahoo. Let's get a little Dicky on here. Yo. Yo. Drake. Get Drake. Drake. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, my God. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mark, for being here again. Yeah, thank, thank you, you guys. This thank you, Ryan. Everybody who crushed it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah. I've been riding on this way. I've been doing it for days. We all try to play it safe. Now them heads are like a page. I've been riding on this wave. I've been doing it for days. We all try to play it safe. See them heads are like a page. Yeah, I came in like I wanna win Grammys. Not saying I'm the best, but I just hope you understand me. I could write a million songs. It ain't enough to be outstanding. I'm just trying to remain tough in a world that's so demanding. That's the truth. I'm-